This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hills in Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Uh, for some weeks now, by the grace of God, the Lord has been helping us, and uh, our pastor, Pastor Tunde, has been taking us through his, his series, a very unique series which the Lord has blessed so many of us. And we can see testimonies abounding on the blessings of tests and trials. The blessings of tests and trials. And we're looking at the type of Abraham. How the Lord has helped him to go through different stages of trials and temptations in which he was victorious. And when we come to church and we say, oh, Abraham's blessings are mine. We know for sure that for us to get the blessings of Abraham, also we need to partake of the trials and the temptation which he also went through. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. So without any examination, there is no promotion. Without examination, there is no promotion. We want to forge ahead. We want to go to the next class. There is no way you will not, you know, go through a particular examination. And whenever you are successful in that examination, then we move to the next stage. And that is the plan of the Almighty for us. And uh, we're going to start from the book of James chapter 1. James chapter number 1, we are all going to open our Bible to that scripture. James chapter 1, and I read from verse 2. James chapter number 1, and I read from verse 2. That's the theme of this particular series. It says, I read from the Amplified Version now. It says, consider it only joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort, or fall into various temptations. You say, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. And now the joker is in verse 4. He said, But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfected. And fully developed with no defect, lacking in nothing. Hallelujah. Lacking in nothing. The plan of God for us is what is in, is in, is in verse 4 of that chapter. Lacking in nothing. We should be people that are only built up without any defect. Lacking in nothing. We should allow the patience to want to do a thorough work in our lives. Lacking in nothing. That is the plan of God for us. That is the purpose of God for us. And we saw the life of Abraham in, in terms of humility, in terms of obedience, in terms of hospitality. We looked at it and even on, on, on Wednesday with our, our brother Ethos, in terms of trust. Putting our trust in him. Though he slay me, Yet will I trust him. His plan for us, for, for, for us is not for him to, 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 to diminish us in a place of temptation. But after that particular trial, for us to be able to step into the next phase in which God asks for us. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. And this morning, we're going to be looking at another test which he went through. Another test. And this is the test of his offering the test of his offering the test of abraham's offering 
And this one, we're going to be looking at the different kind of offering. And our quality, the kind of quality the Lord demands from such offering for it to be acceptable unto the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Quickly, let's open our Bible to the book of Genesis. The first book of the, of the Bible. I read it from chapter 21. Chapter 21, we read 1 to 3, and then we'll go to chapter 22. Chapter 21 says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. At the set time, at the set time of which God had spoken to him, and Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare him, Isaac. Now, chapter 22. Chapter 22, that's what we'll be dwelling this morning, and from verse 1. He said, and it came to pass after this thing, that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here am I. And he said, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, early in the morning, and saddled his axe, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Verse 4 says, And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide he here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder, and worship, and come again to you. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. From the verse 21, which you read, they've been waiting for the promise for so long. For about 25 years, you know, the promise was given. Oh, I'm going to make you the father of all nations. Look by the stars of the, of the, of, 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 of the sky. This is how your descendant is going to be. But there was no proof for it. But when it came to verse 21, something happened. He said, at his old age, what happened? The Lord delivered that which he has promised. So it's not a man that will lie, not the son of man that will repent. If he has said it, he will surely bring it to pass. He was just waiting. He was just waiting. Will he pass the, the, the test of humility? Will he pass the test of obedience? Will he be humble enough? Will he be hospitable enough? The Lord was testing him. And he was going from one state to, the, to the, another. And we got to a particular place in verse 21. That what? That promise was delivered unto him. Hallelujah. The promise was delivered unto him. After several years of waiting. So the patience has done a thorough work in him. And it has delivered unto him that which the Lord wants from him. The book of James chapter 1 verse 2 in which we read to verse 4. He said that patience will do a thorough work in you. That is what God wants. Because on a good, on a, if, 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 that, if, if we don't go through that particular you know, process. When we get to the place where we are going to make a mess of it. Because what, we are not prepared for it in the first place. So the Lord is taking us through the process. A step after, one step at a time. And something happened in verse 22. And this is the height of all his temptation. The height of all his temptation. 
if we look at even all the places we've been, we've been reading, is we, we infer those tests, those trials. We infer them. For verse 22 says what? After, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. This is the height of it. This is the only specific place whereby it stated that what? That God did tempt Abraham. God did tempt Abraham. If we look at the, uh, the, 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 what really happened from, verse, from chapter 20 to verse to chapter, no, from, from chapter 21 to chapter 23, we find out that there's a space of about 37 years when the promise was delivered and to when Sarah died. That was the, 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 the next count of time in that series. So some theologians said that as at that time, Isaac should be about 37 years of age. So he was a matured, grown man. Or if he's not up to 37, maybe around 30 to 35 years of age. So he was a matured man. That means between the first year to the 30th year now, we know that Abraham has been waiting for so long and he was waiting for these promises, for, for this particular promise to manifest. So when the promise finally manifested, some theologians say, oh, Abraham would have been so grateful to God. I say, now I can now rest. Now I can spend this money. Now I can train up this, year, this child. In fact, that Isaac that was given to him was almost taking the place of God in his life. He would have been adorning him. Oh, this is, the, this is the heir of this family. This is the one that is going to bring to pass the promise. So it's going to be cherished. It's going to be, it's going to be pampered. And it has been, he's getting to a stage whereby he's been over pampered and taking the place of God. And God said what? He said, what, look at me very well. I'm what? I'm a jealous God. I don't share my glory with anybody. I don't take my place. With, I don't want anybody to share my glory with me. I don't want anybody to take my place. And because of that, he called him and said, come. I want to come and prove to me now that, what, that you actually love me more than this son. That's what happened. Come and prove to me that you love me more than this son. Because at that particular time, there is something already occupying the place of God in the life of the family. Before Isaac came to the scene, they knew how to bless God. They knew how to wait on the Lord. They knew how to give God a what a befitting offering. But in this particular time, it, the Isaac has enveloped everything. It has taken the place of God. And God called him out. Abraham, come. I gave you this particular promise. I gave you this gift. This time around, offer this boy to me as a burnt offering. And we saw what happened there. Hallelujah. Let's go back to that scripture. That's chapter 22. He said what? And it came to pass after these things. After these things. After these things. For Bible scholars in uh, Romans chapter 8, I think verse 37 now. He said what? In all these things. These things there in that contest means what after all these tests and trials, after all these, you know, temptations, after this series of examinations, after all that has went through, the book of Romans, the I say what? In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that what that loved us. So it's been, it's been, it's been, the, the, the Lord has helped him through. And now another temptation. He said what? And God did tempt him and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here am I. He was very obedient. 
to the call of the Almighty. And he says, take now thy son, very specific, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. To be very candid, if God does say, take now thy son and go and offer him a sacrifice, what will happen? He's going to look at Ishmael quickly. Come here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just call Ishmael. Ishmael, come here straight to the altar. He won't even think it twice. But God was very, very specific in his dealing with man. Also in, with, with, with us. He said, what thy only son whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for what? A bond sacrifice. A bond offering. If he says, you know, and offer him unto me, we would have taken him into the house of the Lord and say, you know, go and stay in the house of the Lord. But say what? Offer him unto him what? A bond offering. Very specific. And upon a mount. And verse 3. Oh my God. He says, and Abraham rose up. When? Early in the morning. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. And he told him that he should go what, to a month of what? Mount Moria. From Mount Moria to Bathsheba, where he's staying. It's about 55 miles Something about that's about 88 kilometers. So, for him to get there, he needs to do what he needs to leave early in the morning. And the Bible says, on the third day, he was able to see it what afar off, afar off, afar off, afar off. Let me tell us something this morning. If there's something that God wants from you, is a quality offering. Quality offering. God doesn't take a second place offering. It doesn't take, you know, something that is less to the best. The Bible says it's a perfect God. So every time we come to him, he wants us also in the place of sacrifice, in the place of our offering, in the place of our dealing, to deliver the best for him. Some of us, it might be, you know, some of for, for for some people I know some of some of some friends that are very uh, car freak, and their own God is just like you know some taking the place of God in their life is their car, some is their children, some is their bank account, some of us is this is that, but the truth is what is that thing that is taking the place of God in your life? God wants it. Several times when God is very specific with his word and he's telling us, this is what exactly I want you to do. It's as if we don't hear or we try as much as possible to give him something near to the best. But what the Lord requires from us is the best. The Bible says he guided his ass early in the morning to the place of sacrifice. And he took that Isaac that is very precious to him. He took that Isaac that is, that is the heir of the family. He took that Isaac that he's been waiting for for 25 years. He took that Isaac that everybody is now saying, oh, glory be to God. The Lord has wiped away our tears. He was taking him to the altar, to the place of sacrifice. Because he knows that him that have brought Isaac in the first place, He's, he didn't lie. So this time around, he will not change his mind about the delivery of that promise which he has given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he gathered his ass and he moved on to the place of sacrifice. 
and God showed himself mighty on that particular altar. So God expects the first place in our lives. If anything might become an idol in Abraham's eyes, there's nothing than Isaac. There's nothing. So what is your Isaac this morning? What is that Isaac that the Lord has been asking for? For some of us, it's our time. For some of us, it's our talent. It's what we cherish so much. But this time around, the Lord wants to take you to the next level. And for him to be able to take you to the next level, you need to let go of that particular Isaac for you to allow God to take you to the place which he wants to, 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 to take you to. So we need to let go and let God have his way. Let go and let God have his way. Tap somebody and say what? Let go and let God have his way. Say it as if you say, let go and let God have his way. So you have to let go. You have to let go of the promise to come to place. You have to let go of that Isaac for that promise to be establishing you. At several points in time when God has blessed us, we give glory to God, we give a lot of testimonies. But what we've seen now is not where God wants to take us to. It's just the signs. The wonder is still in, the, in, the, is, is still in place and God is keeping it. And he says what? Son, take this sign. And he wants to tempt you so that when you get to the place of wonder, you will not mess up. And he said, what? Give me back that sign. And some of us, we don't want to release it. And we stick there. We are there. And we are stagnant. And we are still, you know, waiting. And say, oh, I think maybe tomorrow something will happen. But let me tell you something. You need to deliver your sign. You need to deliver that particular gift that the Lord has put in your hand for the promise to be delivered unto you. You need to let go. You need to let go. You need to let go. If Abraham's, of, if, if Abraham's blessing must be ours indeed, then for real we need to deliver our Isaac on the altar of sacrifice. Just as he did. He got to the place. He was ready to slaughter the boy because he had it clearly from the almighty God that give this boy unto me as a born sacrifice. So victory is obtained from every test on the platform of obedience. Victory is obtained from every test from on the platform of, of obedience. On the platform of obedience. On the platform of obedience. Every time God is calling him, he says, what, here am I? God is telling him, this. he said, early in the morning. And he didn't take Sarah with him. Even many theologians say what it was never recorded that he told Sarah about what where exactly he was going to because even the lad was asking him. He said, Father, this is the this is the wood. Where is the what? Where is the ram for the sacrifice? And he said something. He said, What? He said, God will provide. Hallelujah. That God that has provided you, God that has provided and done so many great wonders, is still very much available. To deliver, you know, a ram on this altar of sacrifice. And the Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he has done it in the past, he's also very readily available to deliver unto us that promise in which he has given in the first place. He will not turn back because of circumstances. He will not turn back because of situations. He will not turn back because of men. He's going to deliver unto you. All he was, all he's waiting for is just for you to deliver that Isaac. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. There are a lot of offerings mentioned in the scripture 
you know, burnt offering, meat offering, peace offering, and so much. But in our day, we find that Jesus Christ is what is our what is our is our offering. He has done it all for us. He has done the peace offering for us. He has been the the the, the, the offering that cleanses away all sin. So today we have a lot of offerings that we give. We have the offering of your substance, substance. We have the offerings of your lips. We have the offerings of your body. And we have the offering of your of, of your of, of, of your service. The offering of your substance, the offerings of your lips, the offerings of your body, and the offering of your service. We're going to be looking at them just one after the other. Now, offerings of our substance, the offering of our substance. Quickly, let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 4 and look at the story there. Genesis chapter number 4. And we'll read about Cain and Abel. That's from verse 2. Verse 2. Genesis chapter number 4 and verse 2. It says, And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. He brought of the fruit of the ground as an offering unto the Lord. Verse 4 says, And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. And to his offering. Cain brought an offering without equality. He brought an offering that doesn't have an identity. He just brought what? An offering unto the Lord. He just brought an offering unto the Lord. When you are giving an offering to the Lord, it must be intentional. It must be purposeful. It must be an offering with what? With a, 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 a particular and a unique identity. God will just tell you, bring, bring an offering. Is it a peace offering? Is it a meat offering? Which kind of offering are you bringing this morning? You say what? Cain brought an offering. But when he came to the place of Abel, there are qualities that were, you know, assigned to that particular kind of offering. He says he brought of the what? Of the firstling. And that means while he was, you know, having his, uh, his, uh, his uh, cattle, he kept them. He was very intentional. Why they were being delivered, he must have been keeping them because he was intentional in terms of what is, is given to the Almighty God. He kept of the firstlings as set apart. And then after that, when it came to the play, time of offering, he, put, he placed them on the scale and he was measuring them. The one that weighed most, he said, what of the fatlings? Not just for the, the, the firstlings. For you to be able to, when you have a lot of cattle, for you to know which one is the firstlings is a lot of issues. That means from the first time when they were delivering, he had the intention from the day of delivery that he's going to give the best to the Almighty God. He didn't just walk up to the field like Cain and just, you know, just bring something from, 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 from the ground. He brought of the firstling and he brought what? Of the fat ones. So he weighed them and he brought out the best for, the, for, for God. 
And God said, he had regard for his offering. Every quality offering deserves a regard from heaven. Every quality offering obtain regard from, the, from heaven. Every qualitative offering brings about the promise in which you want from God. It was just a sheer waste of, 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 of time for Cain. Because God did not have regard for him for that particular offering. But of Abel, what happened? He said he had regard. He had regard for it. He had regard because the Lord can see his heart. He can see his intention. From the first day, he had a mindset, I want to give God the best. So while they were delivering, he was keeping those, those firstlings. And as they were growing up, he was nurturing those firstlings to deliver the best to God. And while they were even there, he looked at the fat, the fattest one. The one that weighed most. That is the one I want to deliver unto God. The Lord has blessed us with wonderful gifts. But which kind of gift do we give to God? What is the identity of your offering to God? What is the quality of your offering to God? If it doesn't have an identity does not command respect from the heavenlies. But if it has equality, if it has an identity, if it is intentional, then I can tell you that heaven will regard those offerings. Abraham didn't bring Ishmael. He didn't bring any how offering. He brought the best. He brought his Isaac. What is that Isaac that the Lord is asking you for this morning? He wants you to deliver at his feet so that he can take you to the next level. I remember sometimes Pastor Debo is saying something. He says, the demons of poverty in life does not recognize speaking in tongues. Or when you go for deliverance and you pray and you pray and you pray and you pray. And you pray, and you pray. That, no, 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 no. That one of the key ways to prosperity what is given. Sowing and reaping is not only a spiritual law. It's also, what, it's also a natural law. You sow, you reap. You sow, you reap. And the kind of offering that you sow de- determines what the kind of fruit that you're going to get. Several times in our life, the Lord has placed very wonderful f- offering in our hands because he knows that he needs those offerings for, for him to be able to deliver the best which he has for us. But every time we are holding back that offering, what do we do with it? We keep it back and we bring the second to the best to the almighty God and we don't get that which the Lord has promised. It's not because he has changed his mind about what he wants to do for us, but because we have not delivered the best for him. If you see good farmers at the time of harvest, they keep those seeds, those seedlings that have very good attributes, that has very good uh, 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 look, they keep them in the barn so that when the time of uh, when the time of, uh, of of sowing come, they will go and put that one down for them to be able to reap. The Bible says, "Except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, what happens? It abideth alone. But if it fall, if it dies, he said, what it brings forth much fruit, much fruit, much fruit. That is the place the Lord wants to take us to." much fruit in the place we are lacking nothing as that James chapter 1 verse 4 said 
Much fruit. Much fruit. The Lord wants to deliver the best into our hands. But we need to be able to, de- to, to lay down the best for him to, be able to take us to the place which he wants for us. So our quality, our quality, what is the identity of your offering to God? If Abraham's blessings must be yours, if Abraham's blessing must be mine, then we need to deliver the best, our own Isaac, just as Abraham did on the altar of sacrifice. He delivered the best to God. He delivered the best to God. And he did it intentionally. He didn't go and give God a lot of excuse. He didn't come back and say, oh, God, you know I've been tired, so I'm going to leave in the afternoon. He said he guided his ass early in the morning. Intentional giving. Intentional offering unto the almighty God. Qualitative offering unto God. He brought about his Isaac. And before you know it, the Lord delivered that promise unto his end. And I want to tell you this morning, the Lord will deliver the best into your hands this season in the name of Jesus. I can't hear that in my The Lord will deliver the best into your hands this season in the name of Jesus. Also, if we look at the book of Mark chapter 14 and verse 3, it talks about a story there, Mark chapter 14 and verse 3. Mark 14 verse 3. It says, And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, that's Jesus Christ. He said, There came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, or spike night, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. His alabaster box. The people of the old, they don't have all the treasury, all the bank, the CBN that we have today. The way by which they keep their valuables is through this ointment. It's like their bank account. Very precious. So when you are selling something, somebody give you an ointment for that value which you are getting. There are some people are using what gold as a mode of exchange, trade by butter and all sorts. This is like the bank account of this woman. She came to the Lord Jesus Christ and she looked at it this time around. I just want to give the best to the Almighty God. He doesn't know how to show his love for him. But in his offering, he brought his alabaster box. He brought his alabaster box to give to the Almighty God. A qualitative offering. Many a times, many of us have been hiding our alabaster box keep it at home. We keep it, you know, where no one can reach it. Our strong room. But the Lord has been waiting for so long. He's been waiting and waiting and waiting. Maybe in 2012, had it been you delivered that alabaster box, you'd have gotten the promise. He's still waiting and waiting. And I've said something on this altar before. When God is talking about time and season, he's not talking about, you know, the, the, the count of time as in days. If he tells you he's going to deliver something into your hands, as far as you can, you know, do your own part and get to where he wants you to get to, he will deliver that into your hands. And that's why you see so many people, they are waiting for days. They are waiting for years for the promises that would have taken three days. And I was discussing with someone yesterday and, was talk, and we were just talking about, about, about marriage. 
and the reason need for you to prepare for marriage. See, many people today, they were, they've been waiting for, for the Almighty God to give them their spouses, and they've been waiting. God, you said this, you know, when I was leaving school, that two years I'm going to get married. But the truth is, the promise has not come. It's not that the Lord has changed his mind about his timing, but the truth is, how prepared are you for that promise? Just like someone you don't know how to drive, you're looking for, a, you're getting a car. When you get a car, maybe a 12-year-old boy, you're going to make a mess of your destiny when God delivers that which you are not prepared for for you. He just wants you to get prepared. He just wants you to get prepared. And when you get prepared for it, that is the time the promise will be delivered. If you will not let go, if you, that means you're not letting God into that which you want to deliver into your hands. So where is your alabaster box? Where is that Isaac? Where is that thing so precious to you? Where is that substance that, you know, you've kept so much, even on your altar, you know, taking the place of God? The Lord will want you to deliver that this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Also, another offering, as I've said earlier on, is the offering of our lips. The offering of our lips. The offering of our lips. Several times we've seen a lot of congregation. They just just come there. You see people, you sing, you do anything, but you know, it's as if the thing is not getting past the roof. The offering of our lips is not only your substance that you can give to God. You can render the offering of your lip as a bond sacrifice unto the Almighty God acceptable unto him. If we read the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter number 13. And verse 15. Say something. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus. Lord is still saying that someone in this assembly, you should let go. And let God have his way in your life. Let go is repeating that same word. The word is still coming. That you should let go and let God have his way. Let go. Just let go. He will surely take care of you. Hebrews 13 verse 15 says. Hebrews 13 verse 15 says. But by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let us offer what? Continually the sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of worship unto him from the fruit of our lips. From the fruit of our lips. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God a befitting offering. When you get to the place of worship, how do you do it? Some of us, we sing as if, you know, we're being forced. But when you come to the throne room, where the, where the real worshippers are, we give God quality praise from the fruit of our, from, the, from, the, from, our, from our mouth. You need to know how to give God a quality offering from, the, from, from, from your mouth for it to be acceptable. He said he had regard for the offering of Abel, but for that of, of Cain, 
he had no regard for it because what it was an offering without an identity. It was an offering without an identity. It was an offering without a name. It was an offering without a quality. It was not the best that it deserves from him. God has been so gracious to us. But how do you offer the fruit of your lip? For some of us, the fruit of our lip to the, to the Almighty God is only circum, circumstantial. It's only circumstances that brings them to pass. It's only when it is good. Glory be to God. But he said we should offer the fruit of our lips. How? Continually. Always. In the morning, I will praise him. In the known time, I will give him praise. Whether things are going right, I just want to give him praise. Whether things are not going right, I'm going to worship him. Whether the, the promise has been delivered, I'm going to give him all the worship. Whether I'm still running around to see how I can get it, I'm going to give him the best of praise. So it is not circumstance-driven. Some of us are praises are circumstances-driven. When you come to church and they see you jumping and you know you're helated, they know that for sure God has delivered something to your hands. And the next Sunday when you come around and you are so lowly in spirit, then someone knows that something is wrong. But when we come to the presence of the Almighty God, we want to give the best. That's why Job say, he say, though he slay me, though will I trust him, let our trust in God be expressed in the praises and the sacrifice we give from our lips. Though he slay me, I'm going to trust him. Where is the trust when we are, when we, when, when, when we are looking downward just because the promise has not, has not been delivered? He says, this, this man was, you know, on point every time in terms of obedience. On point every time in terms of trust to God. So we should offer the fruit of our lips continually. Continually. Whether good or bad, continually. The book of Psalm chapter 34 verse 1 says what? He said, I will bless the Lord at all time. He said, his praise shall continually what? Be in my mouth. I will bless him at all times. I will bless him in the morning. I will bless him at no time. Whether things are going according to plan, I will bless him. Whether it's not going according to plan, I'm going to give him praise. Because that is the only way I can express my trust for him. That is the only way I can express my confidence in him. That is the only way I'm not losing hope on that promise which he gave to me. How quality is your offering? The offering of your lips in which you deliver day by day unto God. How qualitative it is. Will I praise God when things, I mean, I get the promotion? Or will I also praise God when the promotions are not coming? Will I praise God when that particular proposal is rejected? Will I continually praise God when I'm sick and I'm, I'm downtrodden? Will I praise God even on that sick bed? Will I praise God whether it is looking rosy or not? Will I continually praise God when the promise is not forthcoming? Brethren, just bow your head and begin to talk to the Almighty God this day. That Lord, I want to deliver a quality offering unto you. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, 
call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.